Hello? Oh my God. There is so much difference. I never realized that. Thank you very much. You know, you know, something happened to a priest at a church when he, the microphone wasn't working well. And, um, you know, he tried again and again. And uh, he just said, there is something wrong with this microphone. And the people didn't hear well. And they responded, and also with you. <laughs> Thank you. So this man raised up a $20 bill and said, who, who will like this $20 bill? And everyone, you know, put up their hand. He squeezed the money in his hand and just rubbed with everything. And he asked a second time, who still wants this money? Everybody still put up their hand. He dropped the money on the floor and stepped on it and just, you know, continued to rumple the money on the ground. And for the third time, he asks, does anybody still want this money? Everybody still puts out their hand. You know why? The money hasn't lost its value despite all of those circumstances and all of those squeezing and crumbling. No matter what has happened to us, we never lose our value in God's eyes. The worth of our lives comes not in what we do or who we are, but from him to whom we belong. We are special in God's eyes. Let us never forget that. This is a lesson of today's gospel, which narrates the rehabilitation of Peter, who denied Jesus three times in the courtyard of Caiaphas. It is very important for us to understand the background of what happened, what transpired in this gospel. Simon Peter and some of the other disciples went fishing. After all, that was their profession before they were called by Jesus. So they went back frustrated, disappointed, you know, flabbergasted. They've lost it all even though they went back to their original profession, they still needed the help of Jesus. They had fished all night and nothing came out. I remember once I went to fish, someone invited me to come fishing somewhere in Greensboro and first of all, the woman had said we had to be up like 5 a.m. or 6, that is when the fish come out to bite. So I was thinking of going to bed so late and then waking up so early on a Friday morning. That was my day off. And we went out and um, we got there about 6. From 6, 7, 8, I tried and tried. I caught nothing. And then it started to drizzle. And I'm looking at the woman. Do you think we should continue to do this? Like, I mean, I've missed my sleep. I've lost everything. I'm still doing this. He said, oh, no, Father, just keep doing it. You know, you preach to us on the altar all the time to keep trying and never stop trying. So it's your turn now. So keep doing it. Well, I continued. I think it was about the third hour that I caught my first fish. I was so excited, you know. But I know the disappointment I faced in just two hours of not catching anything. So imagine these disciples all night long and they were professional fishermen. But when Jesus appeared, he simply gave an instruction 
cast your nets on the right side. Do it this other way. Some of us may have been doing the same thing again and again and again and again, and it hasn't yielded any good results for us. Jesus is speaking to you today. Cast your net on the other side. Give it another try. Don't lose hope. Don't give up. Like I tell my students all the time, hope is the acronym, has an acronym. Hold on, pain ends. Hold on, pain ends. Keep doing it. Don't give up. Try it another way. That was what the disciples did. And they caught a huge, huge, you know, expanse of fish, very large, that it was difficult to pull out. And despite the size of what they caught, even their nets were not turned. There is so much of miracle going in here. But something has happened while they were eating. Jesus Christ started to reveal himself gradually. And of course, you know what has transpired between Jesus and Peter at the charcoal fire in the house of Caiaphas during his crucifixion, where Peter denied him three times. Jesus appeared to Peter, this time around, asking Peter three solid times, do you love me? In the Greek translation of this passage, it's very important to understand that the concept of love differs in respect of who they address at a particular time. So there is filial love, there is erotic love, there is starch, and there is agape, four types of love. So when Jesus asked Peter the first time, do you love me? In Greek, it meant agapas me. Do you love me with a sacrificial kind of love? Do you love me with a kind of love that will make you to be able to die for me? And you know what Peter answered? He said, no, I wouldn't want to deceive myself anymore. I'm not there yet. But I do love you, philose. I do love you with a filial kind of love. I like you and I admire you so much. That was what Peter responded. I don't have the agapeic love for you, but I have the filial love for you. Like, you know, when a child says, I love my sister or my love, or love my brother, it's slightly different when he or she says, I love my father, I love my mother. And that kind of love is also different when he or she says, I love my teacher at school or I love my friends at school. And then it goes further, I love Jesus so much. So Peter tried to downsize the kind of love Jesus expected from him, even the second time. said, yes, I love you. I do have filial love for you. That's what I have for you. Finally, unwilling to embarrass him any further, Jesus then asked him, do you have filial love for me? That was a third question. And Peter answers, yes. That's exactly what I've been telling you. That's the kind of love I have for you. End of interrogation. Jesus accepts Peter the way he is. Even his filial love is good enough. Sometimes it is hard to stay up there in the state of perfect holiness. But if we cannot really make it, God himself will go down 
to our level to raise us up. So the story of Peter could also be our own story. It is a story of calling, falling, and recalling. And each time we see Jesus giving Peter a second chance, of course, we do serve a God of second chances. Peter, you are not going to be defined by your mistakes. You are not going to be defined by your error or by your denial. And God does not give up on any one of us. Just when we need it most, he is there to make himself known and felt by us. His timing is always perfect and his dosage always right. God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the call. That was what he's telling Peter. And that's what he's telling each and every one of us here today. It is important for us to know that we have been saved by our Lord Jesus. About two, two or three weeks ago, I was walking into the dining hall of our, our students at Wake Forest, and they were having dinner. And um, as I was just walking in, one of the students said, Oh, Father Marcel, you are walking in with so much swag. I said, if you understand the meaning of swag, then you understand why I was walking this way. And swag means saved with amazing grace. Now our Lord is risen, and I know I have been saved with amazing grace. Why shouldn't I walk with some swag into this dining hall to meet your beautiful faces and have some good time with you all? So when you realize you have been saved with amazing grace, then you know that God isn't done yet with you. Peter knew that for sure. And God, Jesus told him, feed my lamb, tend my sheep, feed my sheep. In other words, you have received so much love from me, now you go out and do the same. Spread the love around. St. Catherine of Siena, the only lay doctor of the church we have so far, whose feast day we celebrated two days ago, April 29th, lived during the 14th century. And she spent many years expressing her love for the Lord through her solitude and prayer. But at some point in her life, she suffered some spiritual dryness, and she started to ask the Lord, where have you gone to? The Lord replied her, that she would find him in the dying, the condemned, the suffering, and the lowly. So began her remarkable life of heroic charity as she expressed her love for Jesus in her care for others. That is what we are expected to do, my dear friends. Lastly, it should be noted that love of Jesus is to be the foundation of discipleship. There can be lots of motivations for following the Lord, but Jesus wants us to do so primarily and foundationally out of love for him. Sometimes we can follow the Lord out of a sense of duty, fear, hope for reward, or fulfill the expectations of others. All these motivations may help us become disciples. But those are just the first steps. Jesus asked, didn't ask Peter, do you believe in me? He didn't ask him, do you respect me? 
He didn't ask him, do you fear me? Rather, he asked Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? Love of God in Jesus must always be the foundation for every expression of discipleship. The challenge for us is to grow daily in our love for the Lord as our Savior and friend, to love all those whom God has put in our lives. If we are not motivated by love, then we do not have a solid foundation for our discipleship. So our prayer today and our wish is that our risen Lord would strengthen our faith, most especially when we go through the dark valleys of failures, difficulties, and misfortunes. Praise be our Lord Jesus. Amen.